Good evening everyone and welcome back to our topic of the role of the Jewish woman. Um, if you haven't yet listened to the first episode, um, I really encourage you to listen to the first episode of this topic, the role of the Jewish woman, um, because it's really an important introduction and um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Last week we mentioned that the woman was given three fundamental mitzvot that she is responsible for. Um, and these three mitzvot really in, include so much um, really have a most major impact on Jewish continuity. Um, and we said we'll explore them a little more in depth, which we will start to do today. Um, I'd just like to say that these three mitzvot are not to the exclusion of all others. And there are other mitzvot too that the woman is obligated in. These three are just the main ones. And they fall mostly on the woman's shoulders. Um, they're the most important for the woman to learn about and to know about and to try implement in her life. So let's start by taking a look at the mitzvah of Chala and all that it symbolizes and all that it includes. What is the mitzvah of Chala? When people hear the word Chala, they think of the food that we have on Shabbat, that shaped loaf. Um, Chala actually is a small piece of dough that Jewish women traditionally used to separate in temple times and give to the priest in the temple. That was challah. It was a small piece of dough. When they would bake their bread, they would give a piece of the dough to the priest. And this is a commandment in the Torah, biblical commandment. And it says, the first of your dough, the first bit of dough, you should give to the priest. Actually says, um, you should give to God this gift from the first bit of dough. So already we have an amazing lesson to take from Chala. It doesn't say take a little bit of your dough and give it to the priest. It says, take the first of your dough. What does this teach us? That we have all different things in life, physical possessions, talents, anything we own. And we might use anything for our own enjoyment. But whatever we do, with everything that we have. That's like the big bowl of dough. And we're going to remember to dedicate 
the first and the best of everything we have for God. The first and the best we're going to give to God. We're going to do something special, something holy, and um, use for good purposes with the first and the best of everything that we have. The idea of separating some of our dough back for God also is the idea of charity in life. Jewish people always reserve some of their income for charity. We don't just use everything we have for ourselves. Um, But there's always that portion that's given back. That was a little bit of symbolism of the challah, of the mitzvah of taking challah. Um, Well, let's go to technical details about this mitzvah. What do we do today because we don't have a temple? Um, So we don't give it to the priest in the temple. So we actually remove a piece of dough and we burn this piece of dough instead of giving it. And when we burn it, we remember what they used to do. Um, So this is how the mitzvah of separating challah works. Um, You need to be having a dough made out of wheat, rye, barley, oat, or spelt. Um, There has to be some water in this dough. Um, and it has to be at least 1.6 kilograms worth of, worth of flour in that batch of dough. So it's quite a big batch of dough. Um, if you have all those requirements, then you can separate some of this dough with a special blessing. If it's less than this amount, um, you may be able to separate it still, but you won't be able to say the blessing. So when people make challah, and if they want to say the special blessing, they make a really big batch of dough. So this is how it's done. Um, While the dough is still whole in the bowl, before we shape it, um, we say this blessing and then we pull off a piece of dough about the size of an egg. So this is the blessing. Um, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Ha'olam Asher Kedeshanu Vemitzvotav Vitzivanu Lahafresh Chala. You can find the blessing on Chabad.org. Um, that's the blessing we say. I didn't say it with God's name, um, but when you actually say the real thing, you should say it with God's name. Um, and you can find the exact blessing on Chabad.org again. Okay. So we, we separate that little piece of dough and we say, this is challah. And you could say that bit in Hebrew as well if you want, or you could say it in English. 
and then we burn that bit. So that's actually the actual mitzvah of separating challah. Um, the challah also really includes all things kosher. Everything kosher is included in this mitzvah of challah. And again, the woman is given responsibility for everyone in her household or everyone she's having an influence on to enjoy kosher food. And we spoke a little bit about why kosher food is so important. Just like everything we know scientifically has a physical impact on our health, People choose to eat different food. People go on different diets because someone might have a nutritionist giving them, you know, personal guidance. Someone might be allergic to things and they have to only eat certain foods. Someone might be intolerant and they eat only certain foods. Someone has to be strong. Someone has to get more vitamins. Someone um, has to take certain food um, to help them heal. So different foods definitely have an impact on our physical health, even the smallest amounts. And God kind of made um, a manual for us for our spiritual health. That's the kosher diet. Everything kosher is there for our spiritual health. To recap some of the basics of kosher, we have the idea of not mixing milk and meat. Um, that's actually really, really important. That's probably one of the main rules. Milk and meat, we don't mix. So if there's one step anyone wants to take in their kosher journey, it would be to separate milk and meat. No cooking it together, no eating it together. Um, people wait in between milk and meat as well. After milk, people wait one hour before they eat meat. After meat, people wait up to six hours before they eat milk. And then there are also which foods are kosher. For example, meat has to be from a kosher animal and slaughtered in a kosher way. Um... um Different products have have to have kosher supervision. There are different kosher fish. Kosher symbolizes the idea of elevating physical things for holiness. Transforming things that we have that we think are just, you know, oh, this is only food. But now this food is kosher food. This food is special now. Even something as physical as food can become something holy because it's something kosher now. It's something that the Torah says, this is allowed, this is good. And this food, again, has an incredible spiritual impact. Um, it has an effect on the character traits of the person that eats it. They get more refined by eating this more refined food. And not just the character traits, but even the intellect of the person. The person is now able to have 
a better, deeper, more refined intellectual grasp because he's eating more refined food. Um, especially when it comes to um, meat from a kosher animal as opposed to from a non-kosher animal. Um, we believe that the character trait of the animal um, becomes part of the person who's eating that food. And so if God um, put some animals as kosher animals with more refined character traits, those animals are the ones that we want to um, learn from, from their character traits and that we want to impact us in a positive way. An interesting extent that this idea of kosher impacting a person um, goes to is that if a woman is nursing and she has to take a medication um, which has non-kosher ingredients she's told that she should not nurse her baby, um, find someone else to nurse the baby, or today we would do infant formula instead, um, so that the baby shouldn't pick up on these non-kosher character traits that are going to be passed through the mother. And that's just very interesting, the extent that this belief of kosher food impacting a person goes to. So I think we discussed about the first of the three mitzvot, the mitzvah of challah. Um, to recap, we have the idea that challah is giving the first and the best back to God. Um, we have the idea of challah itself, the mitzvah of challah itself, which is taking that bit of dough. Um... And when a woman says this blessing, when she separates the dough, it's actually a very, very special time to pray for anything she wants. So really make the most of it. Um, and we also have the idea that challah symbolizes all the kosher food in the home. And what a tremendous impact kosher food has on a person. And that's a bit of food for thought for today. I'm looking forward to going further, um, exploring the other two mitzvot further. Shabbat Shalom.